Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to Java Jars. What you'll find here is just two Catholics trying to make sense of this mess that we call life, where thousands of coffee beans are harmed in the production of this podcast. My name is Emma Geis, and I'm accompanied by my co-host, Gregory Kelka. I am the convert of the group, and Emma is our revert. We are just two passionate Catholics who sharing a love of cold brew. We're adding some sass and a couple of recording equipment pieces where we're going to really just talk about how God is in our lives with the lens of theology, philosophy, and psychology. Just a free disclaimer, tangents will occur. Welcome back, Greg. Oh, hi, Emma. I feel like I haven't seen you. Oh, wait. I think I've spent more time with you over the past 48 hours than you anything else. In the past, like, two weeks. That might be a truth. Yeah. I spent you act like this is a bad thing. Because I spent seven hours with you on Saturday. Yeah. No, Sunday. I lied. Seven hours with you on Sunday. Yeah. Five or five hours yesterday, question mark? Yeah. That's a lot. But, I mean, it's not like you're... Are, are you complaining about the fact that I rekindled your love of nostalgia with video games? No, not upset at all. Because when we started playing Crash Team Racing, I could not handle myself <laughs> at all. <laughs> anyway. So, welcome back, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing, Greg? You know, uh... I'm happy, but I feel like a lot of things are in flux right now. Like, there's a lot of gears and things moving. Um, and uh, life changes, if you will, uh, that that may be occurring soon, um, God willing. Uh, and I'll talk about that later uh, in a future podcast. But, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, it's like this weird, like realization that things are moving forward and I don't know it's like God's moving it forward and I'm like ah I just got used to how it was and things are changing more and I'm like what kind of thing but like all of it like I'm comfortable with all all of it like you don't have like overwhelming anxiety or anything like that not really I mean you see the peace in it mm-hmm I'm glad somebody does. Not, <laughs> I, not particularly with that. I'm talking just about in my own life in general. And just yeah, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, everything, it's like, it's, it's very interesting. It's like this weird, chaotic time. But uh, at the same time, there's the peace and the chaos, which sounds weird. But anyway, Emma, what are we talking about today? Well, can I share how I'm doing? Oh, yeah. How you doing, girl? First of all, I want to make a shout out to the JM Schmucker Company. Oh, yeah. They were so generous in providing our cold brew coffee for today. We don't have ice in our cups, but we can clank them a little bit. So anyways, our cold brew coffee provided by the JM Schmucker Company. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm struggling. Yeah. Struggling a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of anxiety, a lot of... Just uneasiness, mm. not peace at all. One of those chaotic seasons of our lives, you know? Yeah. I'm like, it's one of those things where I'm like, what the heck did I just do? Because I wasn't even like fully on board with doing this. And now I'm panicking because I don't want anything to go through. And I just had a serious conversation with God about that. And I'm yeah. like, look, 
So I'm confused. Well, it's pretty bad when you're sitting before the blessed sacrament and your heart rate is like elevated because you're that you have that much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like clearly, you know, did you figure some some things out or get some answers? Um, other than it's not from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like it's just obviously not the path that I should be taking if it's causing me that much anxiety yeah. and stress. So, but anyways. That's how I'm doing. Oh. So so we're having all kinds of fun. Oh, yeah. We're hot messes, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> for for differ, differing reasons. Differing reasons, but yes. we're all hot messes, you know? That's true. We're all beautiful, hot, wonderfully made messes. That felt weird. Yeah. It should be hot mess. Anyway. We're talking about sacred scripture today <laughs> to answer your original question. Yes. Yes. Um, so... so Sacred scripture. Why is that important? Well, in the Catholic Church, we believe that sacred scripture and sacred tradition are the foundations of our faith. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's important to develop a relationship with both and understanding the importance of both. And so uh, that's what we're doing is diving into why, why do we have sacred scripture and why is it important? How do we incorporate it into our daily lives? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I've always had a love for sacred scripture. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, even from when I was like a wee old little, yeah, you know, little kid, a little lass, if you will. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. I got you. <laughs> but Gucci, if you will, it's yeah, Gucci <laughs> or bougie, as you would say. <laughs> uh, but ever since I was little, I've always had an interest in scripture and wanting to read scripture and just. Uh, it, it came naturally easy for me to read scripture mm-hmm. and to understand it. And I realized for a lot of people, that's not the case. And I, I had a conversation with a couple of friends. This was several months ago and they were talking about like cooking or something like that. I was like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I couldn't wrap my mind around it or like didn't understand what they were saying. And the one looked at me and said, Emma, this is how people feel when you assume they know how to read sacred scripture. And I was like, Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm never going to make that assumption again. Yeah. Uh, and not that they don't know how to read it, but that they may struggle to understand it kind of thing. And I was like, all right, yeah. If you start talking cooking to me, it's probably going to go right over my head. Uh, but like to make that kind of comparison. Yeah, like to the it. interesting thing about like scripture is, one of the things that drives me nuts is that so many people love to take out of context, right? Right. There's so much that goes into scripture that you have to take into account. Mm-hmm. Like when we're talking about like the like old like old testament well, just New Testament stuff, like back um like why was like the woman of the well so controversial, right? Whoa. Like you won't understand that unless you look into the context. What's mm-hmm. why is that culturally inappropriate for Jesus to talk to that one? Oh, that right. Woman, right. But even like Outside of just that encounter, she was like a wicked cool. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. Yeah. But like those those are things like people don't, they tend to just kind of read it at face value Mm -hmm. and don't delve into, but, oh, he just talked to this random woman. No, it wasn't just some random woman, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't okay for him to talk to her. Right. Culturally speaking. Um, and, and so like, I think that's, people tend to forget about that. I, I'll find myself every once in a while, I'll forget to look into the context, but I think recently that kind of spirit has been placed upon my heart as to, but why, why mm-hmm. is it, why is it this way? Why, you know, um, when we talked about like last, uh, was it 
uh, the week before last, um, when we talked about like David, right? We're talking about right. kingship and that, mm-hmm. and how traditionally speaking, uh, the kingship right would go to the eldest, mm-hmm. right? And cult, like, and then you know, God's like, nah, nah, the youngest, the one that's working out in the field, I want him, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and it just throws everything on its head, um, and it adds that extra layer of just like, oh, you know, like. Jesus was quite uh, like God was quite is uh, quite a rebel when it comes down to it. If you really think about it, like he's just like, no, you you, you think you're doing it right. No, no, I'm going to throw that on his head and then I'm going to show you what is right. (laughs) I mean, I guess that is true. Yeah. Like, look at like, I mean, people accepted uh, the exchanging of money in the temple, right? And then what Jesus do? He flipped tables. Yeah. And what people? Well, I will say that is my favorite bitmoji <laughs> is when my bitmoji is flipping a table, even though it has spaghetti on the table and yeah. food and stuff. It, like, I just imagine this is like <laughs> when I'm like mad about something, I send that emoji because it's like, ah. <laughs> uh, so like when we're talking about psychic scripture, um, first thing I think we need to, to, except as the fact that it is divinely inspired. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, there, there should be a certain, um, I feel like mentality you should have when you're encountering sacred speak, uh, scripture. Um, it, it is, it is prayer mm-hmm. it is a form of prayer. Um, right. because the Bible is the greatest love story, right? Right. And it is something that God has written into the hearts of every man, woman, child, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's divinely written that into our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that proper first step is to invite the Holy Spirit in because right. of that fact. Well, I, I want to talk about this, it being divinely inspired. Uh, this is where I appreciate that the Catholic Church has two, really two official translations, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I have, I don't know how many Bibles, I mean, probably 16, 17 Bibles, right? I have, I don't know how many translations, Uh, but what it comes down to is the more that I read these different translations, the more that I realize, well, like it's one person's interpretation, you know, Uh, or it's this group of people, this is how they want to interpret it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then when I got my hands on the, I really enjoy the RSV second Mm -hmm. edition. I really enjoy that because of it being so closely translated to the original language. Mm -hmm. So realizing that in order to fully understand scripture and taking it for what does it truly mean? Yeah. You have to read it in the same light in which it was written. And if it's written through the inspiration of the Holy spirit, then you have to read it yeah. in light of that same spirit, which is why it's always a good idea to invoke the Holy spirit, to ask the presence of the Holy spirit to be with you as you read scripture, mm-hmm. whether you're just reading it to read it or whether you're reading it in a prayerful, mm-hmm. in a prayerful manner to invite the Holy spirit to be there because he's not going to contradict himself. Mm-hmm. And like uh, one of the things that we both practice um, is a, a form of a prayer over scripture called Lexio Divina, right? Um, and that, that might sound like, oh, what, what the heck's that? Um, and it's literally, you're just breaking it down, is we're, we're inviting the Holy Spirit in to uh, really like just enlighten us, right? Enlighten us to to know 
<laughs> like it's word, like to know God's word. But anyway, Lexio Divina, right? Um, it is basically just taking um, passages from the Bible, right? And just intentionally reflecting on them, uh, whether it be your, like the, the, uh, Sunday reading, you know, could be just the first, the first reading, second reading gospel, whatever. Um, or just something that, you know, you're flipping through the Bible and you're just like, this is weird or interesting. I don't understand it Mm -hmm. that you can take that passage and be like, you know what, for some reason, my heart wants to understand this. Mm -hmm. I don't have the full capacity by myself to fully understand it. Mm-hmm. So you invite the Holy Spirit in and then you meditate on that. And you know how many how many times have we like done it with uh, the core team, uh, the refuse, the, the youth group that we help out with, mm-hmm. where like, like there's legit stuff that's just like revealed, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know how many times we'll look at, each, look at each other when we go over a pass and just like, oh, Oh, <laughs> because Greg, it's usually you looking at me like in that whole, Emma, you need to actually say something because I know <laughs> what's on your heart. <laughs> this is, whatever. No, I, I mean, and I'll be honest, like I prefer doing Lexio in a very private individual setting. Mm-hmm. I struggle doing it in a big group and it's not, not saying that it's bad doing this, the spiritual practice in a big group, but because it is so intimate. Yes. Uh, and that's what this this whole idea of Lexio Divina and praying with scripture is a very personal and intimate conversation with the Lord. Yeah. Uh, with his word. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with doing it in a group setting. Mm-hmm. But it is, I find it to be more fruitful when I do it alone. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who aren't like familiar with Lexio Divina, the simple procedure of it, I'm in a process, yeah, procedure, whatever it whatever you want to call it, uh, is, is you taking a, a short passage of scripture and you'll end up reading it three times, but, uh, you take this small passage of scripture. You can always do the gospel readings or the mm-hmm. responsorial Psalm, or even the first or second reading, whatever it may be. And you read it through once and you just let the whole thing kind of sink in. And then you read it through again. And this time you look for any word or phrases that would like stick out to you. Mm-hmm. And then the third time you read it through, you read it through, but focusing on those words or phrases and then asking the Lord what he is trying to tell you through that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's just this very prayerful experience of being with scripture and allowing scripture to penetrate your heart in that depth. I think the beautiful thing about Lexio Divina, it's like something that I never truly um, understood before was that the scripture is living. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really weird to say that, oh, these words are like this Bible that was written, you know, how many years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, uh, that that it's a, li- a living word. But it, it is divinely inspired and it, it, it will move within you. Right. Well, and, and because it is living, mm-hmm. it all, it, all sacred scripture ever wants to do. All that living word of God wants us to do is is to bring us closer to his heart and bring us into that intimacy and that intimate relationship with him. Like that's all that's all that sacred scripture is. It's a giant love letter. It's this love story right from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 mm-hmm. uh, that invites us into his heart. That yeah. invites us into the place where we are meant to be. Mm-hmm. And these practices of praying with scripture and just reading scripture and spending time in that word only prepares us even more 
to grow in intimacy with our Lord, to be more vulnerable with him. And quite frankly, it prepares us to receive the Eucharist Mm -hmm. because it helps to open our heart to be fed in those, those intimate ways. I think one of the things that like my favorite things about scripture is the fact that like you could be reflecting on like, so one of my favorite Bible uh, verses is Jeremiah one five before I formed you in the womb. I knew you, Mm -hmm. I I made you a profiting, uh, profiting King among nations. Um, that's not verbatim. I know, but you know, you have a Bible right there on your lap. I I could pull it out, but anyway, um, so, like, one of my favorite things about it is that, like, that could say something to me one day, and I could turn back to that scripture, that that passage, two, like two weeks later, you know, a year later, three years later, and that's going to mean something completely different. Mm-hmm. Because it's like this measure of your relationship with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much that he says through so little. Mm-hmm. Right. There's so much that that God says through very little, because like if we like, I don't know how many times like you, you'll uh, hear that if we were to record everything that Jesus said there, there wouldn't be enough room in the world to store that. Right. Right. Um. So like the fact that we've condensed it down to what we have. Right. And it's just mind blowing how just that one passage changes so much Mm -hmm. and i think it's a great barometer of your faith of your faith journey this measurement of you know what i've entered in further like at that point you know jeremiah 1 5 meant you know god god loved me right god loves me uh, at one point and then later on uh, like he he's he's setting me up for something beautiful right Mm -hmm. it's no longer just about this love um, that, that that God loves me. It's still there. You know, he still loves me. He's still very much is saying, right. I love you. But he's also saying, I love you so much that I have deemed you a king among nations, right? Mm-hmm. Before you even formed in the womb, like one of my great, my favorite reflections to, to, that I've, I've had on uh, Jeremiah 1, 5 was that like, I, you, you know, everyone knows about my conversion story now, right? The stuff that I've done, right? All those mistakes, even though I made those mistakes and I committed those sins and did those things, um, God still loved me into, into existence because he knew all of that was going to happen before I was even formed in the womb. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't have been able to really understand that and reflect it unless I took that time and invested time in scripture and invested that time in, you know, it meditating on that stuff um, right. and inviting the spirit in to, to really explain that. Right. Well, and the more that you dive into scripture, the more that you allow it to shape your heart and to form your heart, the more you realize the covenant that you are brought into, mm-hmm. you know, through our, through our baptism, we're brought into this adoptive covenant with, with our Lord. Mm-hmm. And, we start to develop that relationship of what does it mean for him to be the bridegroom and for us to be the bride, Yeah, you know? And that's, that's really what it means to dive into scripture. What does it mean to have it as part of our daily life? Why is the mass saturated with scripture? Well, the mass is like the, the high point, it's the source Mm -hmm. and summit of Mm -hmm. this, this bride and bridegroom relationship. Mm -hmm. It's the wedding, it's the marriage and we join the the marriage feast. And so, 
scripture invites us into that scripture gives us the more fine tuned details of what does that look like and how do we live it out and allow it to transform our hearts and to transform our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that, that's the beautiful thing, you know, like he wouldn't give us sacred scripture if he didn't want us to become one with him and understanding how he speaks to us and yeah. how he loves us and how he uh, is, is able to move in our hearts. Yeah. And I, that's like, I, that's to me the beautiful thing about sacred scripture. And I, the more that I grow in my faith, the more I realize how important it is mm-hmm. to be in sacred scripture every day, whether it's just to do the mass readings or whether it's doing something else, but to spend that time because that is still just like spending time with our Lord. Mm-hmm. It's, and I, I know Catholics, we get a bad rap for not knowing our, our scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I mean, in reality, we have a lot in the scripture to say for somebody to, to like, I'm going to just call it out like it is to somebody for somebody to have the audacity to say that we don't know scripture is I'm also saying that they're prideful in the fact that, oh, I know all of scripture. No, you don't. None. I mean, I used to be one of those people that said that. So I know. But I, when you reflect on that, what does it say? What what have, have you realized? Uh, do you find that there is there is a bit of pride there? Oh yeah, because when I sat in mass for the first time, after I started questioning things and wanting more, I realized, wow, like this is literally scripture unfolding before my eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> and then you fell in the rabbit hole. I don't know if I'd consider it a rabbit hole. I, I, I feel like when I use the term rabbit hole, I'm meaning like this endless, like endless tunnel of enlightenment, I guess. Um, like you, you will never well, run out today's of gospel reading. To well, it's today's gospel reading. It won't be the do- gospel reading when this actually airs, but it was like the road to destruction is wide, but the road to like eternal life is narrow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I mean, I always was, but yeah, even more you, you, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're finding more truth than what you had at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like don't beat yourself up like as a Catholic if you don't know scripture, right? Like I'm still working on reading the entire Bible, right? Like Right. And just because I read the Bible once doesn't mean I, I, I'm going to know it or understand it completely. I mean, mm-hmm. like it's, you got to break it down. I mean, what one of the, uh, countless like theologians and stuff, uh, say that the best book to start in is the gospel of John. If I remember correctly, um, that's, uh, a lot of, uh, well, when it comes uh, to your new Testament stuff. And I mean, honestly, any of the gospels yeah, doesn't necessarily have to be John, but I mean, and I want to caution people, you know, it's, it's okay to say that, yes, you've read the whole Bible and you've read it from beginning to end and stuff, but I want to challenge more so spending time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Like I would much rather see people taking time to study scripture, pray with scripture than to try to rush to read through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the end, what does that get you? Mm-hmm. It just gets you, oh, yeah, I've read through. Look, look at me. I've read the Bible. Right. From beginning to end. And then. But then if you ask if, the question, well, what did you get out of it? Yeah. Well, and then also you got to realize that, like, just take the book of Genesis. That isn't in chronological order. That's something you taught me. I didn't know that. 
like prior to that, I thought like everything that in the Bi- in the Bible, the way it was set up, was chronological order. Oh no! And then you mentioned that, and then I got the the, the Great Adventure Bible here, and it has like timelines, and I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait, whoa, hold up, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, and that, so like that's that, once again, it comes back to that context, understanding the context, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is key to really unfolding scripture. But right. that 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 lock that is context is only unlocked when we use the key that is the Holy Spirit, right? Right. Well, and that's why if you decide that you want to start reading a book of scripture, mm-hmm. like in its entirety, right? Uh, to do some research on it beforehand, you know, who wrote it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, when was it written? What was going on at the time? Because each book is written for a different context, right? They're, they're written in a different manner. The old Testament books are historical books. Like that's the other thing. Like you have to look at, you have to look at, uh, the Bible as a historical book. Mm-hmm. So yes, it, it is sacred scripture. It is living. It's breathing. It's true. It's inspired by the Holy spirit, but it's, they're also history books too. And so you have to, you have to be able to say, okay, well the book of, oh, I'm just going to pick out one here. I mean, you could say the book of Leviticus, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not necessarily like one of the easier books to read, you know, but <laughs> Let it, me pick one of the most difficult books to go after, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it does a lot of help when mm-hmm. you sit there and you, you do a little bit of research. Okay. Well, when was this written? What was going on at the time? Because it also helps you then to be able to read it according to how it was written, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just saying, well, I'm just going to try to conquer this because I want to. Well, if you don't know any of the context, like, and then understanding the original language that it was written in. So Mm -hmm. like with, uh, if I remember correctly, the, the song of songs, um, uh, and that, and, uh, like that was written, if I remember correctly, was originally written in Hebrew and Hebrew is known for having a lot of poetry and symbolism used oh, yeah. um, when written in Hebrew, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when you look at the, the Song of Psalms, um, a Song of Songs, you are, you, like, that is poetry, right? Mm-hmm. That's not to be taken literal, right? Mm-hmm. Other- there's different, yeah, because there's different sequences and, mm-hmm. like, how... I, I can't remember exactly what they are, but I remember in my Hebrew classes that there were like the different sequences and, yeah. and understanding how things were laid out. And then it helped you know the tone and, and everything mm-hmm. of, of how it was written. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to go and learn Hebrew to understand yeah. that, but to be aware that there's a certain reason in, in how things are, are put together. And there's also a certain reason why certain books are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of books that were not mm-hmm. put in the canon of, of scripture, uh, but that's okay, mm-hmm. right? This is under the guidance of the Holy Spirit that, that these books were chosen. Mm-hmm. And so we take that and then we ask the Lord, how do we grow from it? Yeah. You know, and that's sometimes I think the hardest part is, okay, then the what now? Right. Yeah. I have this book that's got all these big words that's hard to understand. Well, what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Right. There are some books that aren't that interesting to read, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but the the important part is, is are you at least spending time opening scripture and reading with scripture? Yeah. Uh, because that scripture actually comes from sacred tradition. Yeah. And so we'll 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 do an episode on sacred tradition eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sacred scripture pulls from that 
Yeah. So if you are confused with why we do what we do as far as tradition, having that better understanding of Scripture and spending time in Scripture allows you to understand the tradition even that much more, which, mm-hmm. again, goes back to it helps to prepare your heart to receive the most intimate thing that we ever will receive, and that's the Holy Eucharist. Mm-hmm. It just makes a full circle. It goes back. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. You know. If you if you truly want to encounter the Spirit through Scripture, you also need to encounter the Spirit through the Eucharist. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we just we challenge you to spend some time with Scripture, mm-hmm. and there there are other ways of uh, learning how to to read Scripture. Mm-hmm. You can there's Bible countless Bible studies. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk to your priest. Like they should know. They, they, I mean, you know, they spent what eight years in seminary. Like your average, eight, nine, yeah, eight, nine depending on when they entered in and all that stuff. And uh, like they, they, they had, they might have had a few classes on scripture or something. Let's not like. Uh, I they mean, shoot, I don't even. I've taken. I have probably five, six, seven classes on scripture. Mm-hmm. In in learning how to read it and understand it and interpret it and yeah. And yeah, it's hard. It can yeah. be challenging. And and I'm that type of person that will look into the logistics of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I just need to allow the Lord to speak to me. Mm-hmm. Get caught up in your own mind. Like that happens to me so many times when I'm in the scripture. I'm like, is that like when we do like Lexio Divina and stuff as a group, like that's, that's something I, I start to realize. I'm like, is that just me saying that? Or is that the, the spirit trying to reveal something? And I don't think I'm going to get anything out of this script, this piece of scripture. And then all of a sudden, after everyone else has said something, I'm like, maybe it's this. And then I'll look over at you and you're just like, mm hmm, mm hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so, like, you I'll try to make sure that you're not spewing heresy or anything. I mean, you like know, that. no theology of the mic stand. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're going to rebuke that right away. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we hope we gave you some things to think about in regards to sacred scripture. Uh, like I said, if if you're, it's challenging uh, or if you're not sure how to like uh, begin, we do encourage you to uh, speak with the priest or something or somebody else that has studied theology I mean, or look, scripture or something. Go to the Catholic Answers. Um, you could do that uh, you too. Know, yeah. Listen to Catholic Radio. You got um, there's countless resources that we have. Go to Catholic, uh, I think it's the CatholicAnswers.com. Um, you can look up their vast, like, expanse of different, like, topics they've they've touched on. And, like, those are well-versed theologians that are talking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well-versed scholars that, that really have spent, like, their entire lives looking at this stuff, right? right? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, check that stuff out. Like, don't, and don't beat yourself up if you're not, like quite grasping it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe at this point in your life, you're not supposed to understand that piece of scripture, right? Ooh, yeah. Maybe the there, there's a there's something else that God's trying to point out to you in a different part of scripture. Um, so don't get caught up in that like beating yourself up cycle because I've caught myself in that before. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I not getting it? Why am I not like all that? And then I'll flip through a few more uh, books in the in the Bible, and then there's something I'm like, oh. Okay, you know, but so yeah, don't beat yourself up. So this is, you know, we're wrapping up here. Uh, say, uh, Anna, 
You want to end us in prayer? You want me to end it in prayer? Yeah, I opened in prayer. Okay. It's only fair. Uh, I can do that. Prayer fair, it rhymes. Oh, we're going to pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good and gracious God, we thank you for just your presence with us today. We thank you for the beautiful weather and this time that we have to gather as a community. Lord, we just ask that you send your spirit into our hearts to ignite a fire and a desire to dig into your word more and just a deeper understanding and guidance of how you're moving in our hearts and where you are leading us. And we just ask that you continue to guide us in that, to lead us to uh, to hear your voice. What does it sound like uh, to each of us individually? Because you speak to each of us so intimately and so perfectly. And so we just ask that we're made aware of that and, and can appreciate and know when we hear your voice. So we ask that you just be with us for the rest of today and uh, in the days to come as we continue to pursue you in your heart, which is our home. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. It's been Greg Kalka and my lovely co-host, Emma Geis. God bless everyone. God bless until next time. Keep out of trouble. Don't do any weird shit. Don't do what I would do. Yeah, don't do Unless anything Greg would do. Growing closer to Christ, that's that's always Gucci. Right. <laughs> Anyways, all right, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right, bye everyone. <laughs>